Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses, collector of far too many saddle pads, and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organized enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time. Now, I don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need, wondering what the hell to do next. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone. So come along and join my free Facebook group, Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome, welcome. It's Melody here. And in today's episode of the Horse Business Advice podcast, I'm going to talk to you about ChatGPT. Now, it's been a bit of a hoo-ha about ChatGPT lately, and There are a number of different AI programs out there, but ChatGPT seems to be the one that people are talking about. So what is ChatGPT if you haven't heard of it? It's essentially, it's an AI that can generate content, but also respond to you with answers to questions or open questions. So the first thing that people jump to is it can write a social media post for me, which it can. But I want to share with you some other things that it can do for you. And I also want to talk to you about some of the fears and questions that people raise. So it's an AI. Now we've all seen Terminator. Is this Skynet? Is Skynet coming? Here's the thing. I'm not an internet security expert, so let me just start by saying that. But what I can tell you is that if you are putting anything into Google or Facebook that you're not prepared to lose, anything confidential or that you wouldn't want anyone else to know or data stripped or anything, then don't put it into ChatGPT. It is a program that learns from what you give it. So you are feeding it information and it's data stripping. Let's not be naive about this. It's data stripping from us. So, you know, don't be putting things like your mother's maiden name and your first street that you lived in and, you know, identifying things that might actually, if chat GPT was compromised, which might actually lead to you having some serious issues with your own security. And somebody said to me once, don't put anything in that you're not prepared to lose. And I think that was a really good thought. Don't put anything into any of those programs that you don't want to give away because as soon as you put them in there, you have lost control of exactly where it's going. Here's the thing. You're already putting your posts on social media. You're already trying to promote your your business. You've already got your website up and running. The chances are you're not going to be putting anything into something like ChatGPT that isn't already out there. So that's number one. The second thing that people come across is, is it going to steal my content and give it to other people? And that's a really good question. And again, not being a AI 
expert myself. Like I am not a programmer. I'm not at the deep end of this. But what I can tell you is if you ask ChatGPT the same question four times, it will give you a different answer each time. And it's unlikely, and I can't see it to be necessary, that it would give your exact text to somebody else. Because what happens is in the process of you interacting with ChatGPT, it learns from you and it understands what your business is and what sort of things you're asking it for. So that's just a little to allay your fears and everyone's going to have a different opinion. Some people think this is amazing. Some people think that it's a terrible idea. There's a lot of copywriters got to be anxious for a little while. Unnecessarily, I think this is not a replacement for copywriter. This is a productivity tool. So I'm going to tell you some of the things that I have done with ChatGPT and I'm going to give you real time examples because it's probably going to be easier for you to relate to these. So at the time of recording this podcast, I am in the throes of organizing for the first time ever a couple of horse business conferences. So I'm organizing two, one in Perth, Australia won in Melbourne, Australia, and they're in four or five months' time. So there's a lot involved in organising something like that by myself. And so I've had to be quite streamlined with my processes. So the first thing that I did was I put into ChatGPT, can you please tell me all of the things that I need to do in order to organise a conference? And it spat out... 21 different things and if you haven't seen chat gpt in the in process in working that list of 21 things is up and running within 15 seconds of what i have put into it so it's fast it doesn't have to stop and think about it it's just spits it out so what i did then was i copied and pasted that list of 21 or so tasks and i put it into a document and i had a look at it and i thought well Some of these things aren't relevant to me and there are things that are relevant to me that aren't in here. So I adjusted it for myself. And that is, I mean, that is the point of this sort of thing. It's not a definitive, these, you know, final everything. It gives you a framework that you can then work from. But I tell you what, if I had have had to sit there and nut out all of the different parts of the process that I had to do, it would have taken me a heck of a lot longer than 60 seconds. So the next thing that I did was I then put that list back into chat GPT and I said, starting from today with a deadline of the 20th of July, can you please tell me which of these things I should be doing when and allocate a date to each one as a deadline. And then I said, and don't make me do any tasks on the weekends and only one task per day. And within 30 seconds, I then have a list of, and I think it ended up being something like 35 tasks by the time I'd added in a whole pile of little things. And I do like to break my tasks down into micro tasks. So I I like that feeling of ticking stuff off. So I like lots of things, small, little bite-sized chunks to tick off. So within 60 seconds, I had a list of, you know, 17th of uh, April, do this thing, 18th of April, do that thing, 
blah, blah, blah. So all of the, it was all set out like that. I then copied and pasted that into a message to my VA and I said, can you please go through this list and schedule each and every task for me in Asana with the deadline as specified in this document? Now, within half an hour of starting this project, I had an entire comprehensive list of everything that I needed to do in order to create all of the information, all do all the things, all the organising, book flights, accommodation, all of that sort of thing for these conferences. And I tell you what, that is going to be so helpful and it really essentially, it's it's really saving me a heck of a lot of time. So I wanted to give you that example because it's not just about writing you a post because that's what most people are thinking. It's writing you a post. And here's some other things that you can do. If you have, for example, a website where you sell products or services, you can put in your product description. So that's the long description. You know, these jumpers are made out of denim and they've got sticky bits on the knees and they're blah, 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 and they're blah, blah, blah. You can put that into chat GPT and say, can you rewrite this so it's SEO friendly? Or you could say, can you write a product description that is SEO friendly? And then it's going to come up with stuff for you. And I I tell you what, I've set a few clients whose websites are a bit lacking in the SEO department. I've set a few clients onto this and I'm watching them update their sites with some amazing things. Now, I do recommend that you don't just necessarily copy and paste everything out, that you use your own judgment, put your own thought into it. And remember that whilst AI is incredibly intelligent, it doesn't necessarily know absolutely everything about you. So do check everything and make sure that it does make sense because you probably know just as much about your products as anybody else. So especially if it's a product you've developed, make sure it gets it right because it is just a learning module. But here's the thing. This is where it gets really interesting. It's a learning module. You can train it, right? So what do I mean? Well, here's the thing. What I've done, I copied and pasted the entire contents of my homepage into ChatGPT. And before I I put it in, I said, can you please analyze this text for tone of voice and style? And then it came back to me and it said, I can't remember what it said, but, you know, maybe it said, it probably said the writing style is friendly, approachable, slightly quirky and a little bit sarcastic because, you know, that sort of sounds like me. I'm a bit of all of those things. So, I then said to her, please apply that exact style and tone of voice to all your future responses. Boom, mind blown. From then on, anything that I ask it is coming back to me sounding a bit more like me. Now, I still melodyize everything. I don't copy and paste straight out. And there has been quite some discussion back and forth of whether Google can recognize AI and is penalizing it. 12 months ago, Google said, no, we don't want AI text, we're penalizing it. More recently, they've said, no, we're not penalizing it. However, 
I would be still very careful copying and pasting without actually doing any kind of edit. I still do like to fiddle things around. And it, even though I've trained it to speak in my voice, it still doesn't 100% get some things right. Sometimes it uses horse racing references and I don't use horse racing references when I speak. So I, I tend to use pleasure horse and show horse and that kind of reference. I'm not so much into the racing industry. So I sometimes do have to correct it and I do suggest that you do the same thing. But how powerful is that, is that we can train it to write in our style. Now I'm going to give you a couple of other ideas of some other things that you can use it for. You can write something, you could write a post. And I don't know if you're one of those people. I come across people like this all the time and I can be a bit like this as well. That it's just a bit too much extra effort to put emojis into a post but we know that it's actually quite effective. So you can pop, copy and paste something that you've written and say, can you add emojis to this? And it's amazing how clever it is coming up with the right emojis. I always say, can you add emojis to this? Make sure there's purple love hearts and unicorns because that's my thing. Then sometimes it comes back and it's just put a purple love heart and a unicorn at the end of every sentence. So I'll go back to it and I'll say, can you use a, more, a bigger variety of emojis and can you put some in the middle of the sentences? So if it gives you a response that you don't think quite nailed what you were looking for, you can tell it and say, no, no, that's not what I meant. What I meant was write something about this. So you can go back over and over and say, no, Add more emojis, add less emojis. Now move the, the emojis to the left. You know, you can fiddle around. And sometimes don't get too wrapped in making chat GPT do everything because sometimes it's just as easy for you to copy and paste a few things and shift them around yourself. So that's that's something important. Don't get too wrapped up in making it perfect at the chat GPT end. You can also... Ask it to come up with some content ideas. So you could say, for example, and this is something, say, that I could do. I could say my audience are mostly sole trader horse business owners. They're mostly female and some of them are still working part-time until their business is properly up and running. Can you give me a list of 20 different ideas of things to talk about that will be relevant to them? And it will come back to me with 20 dot points. And, you know, sometimes they're so good that I'll say, oh, can you give me 20 more? And it'll keep going. Now, often when I say, can you give me 20 more of something, it still does repeat some of the first ones. It sort of forget thinks that you might forget that it told you the first ones. So, again, you just got to cross-reference and check things. And I'll always ditch half of it and keep the good half. And that's how it works. And then I will turn that into something else. There's all sorts of things that you can do. For example, you can put in a post that you've written. I did this recently. I put in a, I put a post that I'd written and it's a post that I am promoting a particular thing, but I don't want to feel people to feel like I'm just harping on with the exact same post every, every couple of months. So I put the post in and I said to it, can you please write five different versions of this post? Same information, but just rearrange it so that there's five different versions of it. And then it just instantly spits out 
five different versions. Those five different versions I can fiddle around with and make them my own. Now, you can also ask it things that are a bit more open-ended, a bit like you might ask Google, but without having to then go onto websites and track down and, you know, because sometimes Google will give you a response, but then you can't find the actual answer on the website that it's suggested. Well, sometimes you can say things, and I've again, I've done this recently. I am in the process of changing my email marketing provider from one company to another. So I've asked it to give me analysis of the pros and cons of each of those two. So it'll give me a list of pros and cons of each of the two different ones. So I'm moving from ActiveCampaign to ConvertKit. So then it said to me, ConvertKit, one of the cons of ConvertKit is the segmentation of the audience was a bit limited or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, in my mind, I know that I use audience segmentation a lot so that I'm not emailing people that aren't interested in certain things stuff. It means that the emails that I can send people, I know that those people are interested in that particular kind of thing. It makes for much better deliverability and engagement and doesn't piss people off by sending them emails about stuff they don't want to know about. Segmentation is important to me. So then I asked ChatGPT, I said, well, can you get into more detail and tell me exactly what the limitations are with the segmentation? And it spat out an answer. Now, I can tell you I could have found that information out by going onto ConvertKit's website. I could have gone onto their chat and spoken to someone. I could have posted a question on a forum and in Facebook and asked about it. But this gave me an answer really quickly. And then it gave me enough information that I was then able to then jump onto ConvertKit's website and specifically look up the thing that I wanted to know and find the answer very quickly. Had I just been looking at the pros and cons on the websites, I would have been flicking back between two websites. It would have taken me a lot longer. So that's another thing that I can do with ChatGPT is to actually get it to do some of that work for me. Another thing that I recently had it do, for curiosity's sake, was I am also, as a result of changing from ActiveCampaign to ConvertKit, I also have to change part of my membership platform, just one small part of it. So I put into ChatGPT, what are the alternatives for Memberium that are um, compatible with ConvertKit? And it gave me five or six different options. And then I said, which is the most cost-effective? which is the most popular, I asked a whole pile of questions and it came up and I ended up with three I decided that were worth looking into and then I went onto those three websites. The process of that was so much faster than had I just put that into Google and just started to just generally look at stuff and try and wade through all of the information. So that's quite handy. Now, I'm going to strip it back to some of the more simple stuff for you guys if you are at a stage where, and if you're one of those people where just writing general sales posts or posts for your business are challenging. So you might put into the the chat GPT, and I did this with a client recently. We put into chat GPT, um, I do cryotherapy for horses. Uh, can you come up with a list of all the benefits of cryotherapy. And 
We were both a bit like, mm, don't know if this is actually going to work. Cryotherapy, that's quite unique. And for horses, it's even more unique. How is ChatGP going to know? She's seen my client's eyes when she saw what came up on screen. It was amazing. There was some terminology that wasn't quite right. There was definitely some things that needed to be adjusting. What it gave her was a framework of stuff to start with. And that's where this kind of program can help you. If you're that person that looks at a blank screen or an empty sheet of paper and you just don't know where to start, this is where you can start. It may not be perfect for spitting out blogs that suit you perfectly, but it might be able to give you a framework that you can then fill in the gaps and adjust and tweak. You've got to look at it like that, is that it's giving you something that you can then develop into your own. And whilst you can train it to sound like you and use your terminology, and you can come back to it and say, oh, can you make it a bit more friendly? Or can you add a bit of Australian sarcasm to it? Or any sorts of things. You can continually ask it to adjust that. And if you just don't like what it comes up with, you can just hit a button called regenerate. And it just comes up with a different version of it. So there are some of the things that you can use ChatGPT for now. There's something I need to tell you is that I think less than two weeks ago, ChatGPT changed the business model and it was always coming. It was always very clear upfront from the moment that it launched. It said that it was free for everyone in the learning, training, promotion kind of time of the program but eventually we knew that it was going to become a paid program and less than just less than two weeks ago it did in fact decide that they're going to start charging people depending so there's two versions there's a free version and a paid version and the paid version at the time of recording this podcast is $20 US a month and if you can think of all the productivity stuff that I've just told you about, that $20 US a month is absolutely worth that investment in your business. And if you don't think that $20 US a month for the productivity that you can get out of it is worth it for your business, you need to have a very good look at what you're investing in your business because that is a good investment. And I get nothing from ChatGPT, by the way. I'm not an affiliate or anything. That It doesn't work like that. The difference between the free version and the paid version is twofold. The first and most important thing is that the free version now has a an upper limit of usage. So what happens is if there's 50,000, I don't know how many, whatever the numbers are, if there's a ton of other people using it at the moment that you want to use it, it throttles it. So basically it's going to say to you, chat GPT is not available right now. Come back and try later. All right. So that's a bit of a pain in the ass if you're a business and you are, and in my case, I was running a workshop for my clients and I needed it to be available at the moment that I needed it available. So that was the moment where I was like, mm, okay, I have to upgrade, but I also see the value in it for my business. So if you are just going to be a casual user and you can come back to it later when it's not as busy, then you can definitely use the free version. The paid version has a couple of different options and it's quite interesting because what you can do is you can either choose accuracy or speed 
and it's always available to you. Now, I've experimented with the accuracy versus speed sort of things. I'm not seeing massive differences in it, but I can imagine as it gets more popular, it will slow down because people will be using it and there might be times where perhaps I'm feeling impatient and I just need something fast, quick and dirty that I can then convert into something that's my own. So that's another thing that you've got to weigh up at the time and if something's taking too long you can always ditch out and choose the other option and start again so it's important that you recognize that the other thing I want to tell you as well is if you go off and google chat gpt a lot of other ai businesses have embedded the words chat gpt into all of the keywords and you're going to land on some websites that look like it's chat gpt but they're not chat gpt so if you are going to get chat gpt the website is open.ai so that's important to make sure that you're in the right spot because i was telling people about this free thing that's chat gpt and then they were coming back to me and saying but it wants to charge me and i have to choose between seven different options that's not chat gpt All of that said, there are other options. Canva has actually come out with its own AI. There are lots of different options and you have to decide which one suits you best. There might be other ones out there that you prefer are better suited to you on your business and your circumstances. I am just personally, I'm using ChatGPT and it is the one that is probably going to be the mainstream. It's going to be the industry leader, at least for a little while. So lots of things you can do with ChatGP from as simple as, can you write me a post about the benefits of massage to horses to can you analyze the difference between these two software programs? Another thing I asked it to do was, can you come up with some predictive text games that suit horse business owners so it's come up with a couple some of them were just completely random and off the shelf and I was like that's definitely not going to go but others were really cool you can ask it to recommend software or tools for managing your business you can ask it to what do I need to include in a business plan you can ask it all sorts of things Do remember, this doesn't place copywriters, business coaches. It doesn't replace the professionals. It gives you the framework that you need to point you in the right direction. And that's what's so cool about this. So I hope that has helped for those of you who have not used it. I hope that's helped you understand what it is and how you could use it. And if you are already a ChatGPT user, Perhaps now I've told you a couple of extra things that you may not have realized you could do with it. I apologize to any of you who do tend to hyper-focus. You may get lost down the rabbit hole of chat GPT now for the next three days because I've told you about this. Sorry. Um, Happy chat GPTing, everybody. I hope you have a great rest of the day. I'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye.